Thank you so much for joining us. I want to add to Niels's welcome on this fourth Sunday of Advent. And uh, before we go on to hear from God's word, uh, let's pray together that God will speak to us. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you revealed yourself most fully in Jesus Christ, the word of God. And we pray that the same word that was revealed to the shepherds, um, to Mary and Joseph and others watching, Lord, we pray that you would reveal that same Christ to us as we sit under your word. Speak to us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I remember talking to a friend about how she became pregnant with her third child. She said that she was, uh, uh, this wasn't, wasn't planned, <laughs> uh, that he was a surprise baby. She said that she was excited, but actually she didn't sound all that excited. In fact, as she was telling me this, I remember her crying a little bit. Yeah. Children are a blessing from the Lord, no matter how they come. But actually, some children are a surprise. Some children are a shock. And actually, children born out of wedlock. Well, there are the most unwelcome kind of surprise and shock in many cases. And that's true still in 2020 today. But imagine what that might have been, li might have been like in uh, ancient Israel, in that conservative religious town. And that's the situation that Joseph found himself in. What a surprise. We're told in verse 19 that he was a righteous man. He was, a fa he was faithful to scripture. He did everything right. And yet his fiancee, Mary, all of a sudden found herself pregnant. And it wasn't his baby. But because he was a gracious man, even though he had every right to humiliate Mary, he didn't want to do that. He wanted to divorce her quietly. What a surprise. But of course, this pregnancy wasn't a surprise, not to God. It wasn't at all. In fact, he was the most anticipated, most important, most planned birth in all of eternity and all of history. And this text shows us that in many different ways. We started our reading from verse 17. We saw how the timing was perfectly planned. From Abraham, 14 generations to David. From David to the exile, 14 generations. From, uh, from the exile to the Messiah, 14 generations. That wasn't an accident. And you might know that number seven in the Bible is a number of completion number that says this is perfect timing, it's a perfect number of perfection. Like seven days, uh, the whole creation uh, was created in seven days. Forgive one another 70 times seven. Perfect number of times, infinite number of times. And here, number 14, 14, 14, 14. Well, seven times two, it means the same thing. It means this sort of fullness of time, the rightness of time, when the time was completed, when it was the perfect time, Jesus came. And it wasn't just a timing. Of course, he comes from the lineage of Abraham. Because remember the promise that God made to Abraham? Through your offspring, all the nations, all the world would be blessed. That was planned. Of course, he comes from the line of David the greatest king that Israel has ever had because this child would be the king of kings. And not only that, of course, he comes at the end of the exile, a time of wandering 
is over. Time in foreign country is over. This is the king who would come and bring down his kingdom to the earth. We'll be part of that. That was all very much planned. Then there was the remarkable prophecy uh, from Isaiah. Uh, 700 years before Jesus' coming, we re read that in verse 23. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus is that virgin's child. That was no accident. That was prophesied. It was planned. And, and Jesus came and conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. By the way, do you know people who say things like, Aren't we glad? Aren't you glad that we don't live in an age uh, where people believe in stuff like the virgin birth? But could you imagine saying that to Joseph? It wasn't easy for him to believe. It wasn't any easier 2,000 years ago that somebody would get pregnant by God. That was the whole point of the story. But incredibly, unbelievably, God had planned this birth. And when the time was ripe, He came to be with us as this baby. That's what He did. And we read that in verse 22, that all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. And that was about the, the prophecy of Isaiah. That was fulfilled in Jesus. But as we heard a few weeks back from Niels, it was much more than that. It was about all of the scriptures. All of the Old Testament looked forward to Jesus' coming. All of human history, everyone who tasted death from Adam and Eve's fall, everyone looked forward to this day. This was the climax of God's plan of salvation when he would come and change the course of history. It's much more than that. He came to fulfill God's plan of salvation for us. Friends, I know that 2020 has been one of the worst years in our lifetime. Political situation in Hong Kong, well, that was dire. COVID situation, it keeps on going. It's tempting to think at this time that God doesn't exist or that God doesn't care. But you could actually say that about uh, many, many terrible times in history, right? World War I, World War II, the, the, uh, the Cultural Revolution, Tiananmen Square, all these different times, you could ask, where is God? If God does exist, does God care? But on Christmas, what Christmas shows is that God does exist. This little baby is God incarnate. And not only that, that he cares, that he loves us. That's why he came. This morning, it was 12 degrees outside. You know, I was under the duvet. I didn't want to get out of the bed. I'm sure many of you are like me. But think about what God did. Imagine what it would take for God to abandon the, the heavenly courts, the heavens, and come down and make a bed, a, a, be born through all of this, and, and choose these prickly straws as his bed. And that wasn't the end of his suffering. That was just the beginning. He had to escape an evil king and go be, become a refugee, right? And he had to, uh, uh, he was betrayed by his family. He was betrayed by his disciples in the, mo in the time when he was needed the most. Need, needed them the most. 
He became thirsty, he became hungry, he became lonely, he was abandoned. He knows what it means to suffer, he even knows what it means to die. Right? What would take, what would it take for God to, uh, um, why would God come and do all of that? Well, because he loves us. Because he loves us. Christmas shows that uh, that we do not live in a godless world. In the right time, in God's eternal wisdom, God came to show us that, that we are in the midst of God's plan, that God, we are in the midst of God's loving arms. But if you ask, well, wh why, why uh, does God loving us mean that he has to become a human being? Why Christmas? Well, he came to carry out a mission that was planned from the eternity. It's in his name. In Hong Kong, we see and hear all sorts of uh, funny names, right? Uh, because uh, in Hong Kong, a lot of people pick out names that, uh, that, that make them stand out from the crowd. It's in only in Hong Kong that you get names like Magnum or Ignatius or uh, Bunny, Apple, and so on. But back in those days when Jesus was born, people didn't pick their own names and they didn't pick names uh, that, that stand out from the crowd. When they were given names, it signified who they were, the core of their identity. And God names Jesus. God names him Jesus. Uh, God names him Jesus, which means Yahweh saves, or God saves. And the angel tells us this time what we will be saved from, because he will save his people from their sins. The second person of the Trinity at the core of his being, who he is, is our Savior. Who he is, is our Savior from our sins. That's who he is. That's the mission that he came to fulfill. You might ask, well, what is sin? Why do we need to be saved from sin at all? Well, sin is rebellion against God. It's doing the things that God doesn't want us to do and not doing the things that God does want us to do. And it has this devastating consequences. And sin comes from our hearts. Jesus says in, Ma uh, in Mark chapter 7, that out of our hearts come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. Just take a look at the world today. God created a good world, but it's not so good anymore. It's filled with theft and, 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 and wars and pollution, uh, poverty, uh, 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 discrimination, sexism. We've ruined God's good world. Not only did we ruin God's good world, we also broke off this relationship with God, our maker. God created us to be loved by him and we actually live in ignorance of, uh, ignorance of him or even in uh, rebellion against him. What we deserve is God's righteous punishment. What we deserve is hell. Friends, sin is serious. So much so that from the very beginning, God had planned our salvation. So much so that he had planned to come to earth and become a human being, so much so to take our place 
in God's righteous anger on the cross. It is serious. But most of us still don't take it so seriously, do we? Sinfully delicious means very delicious. People tempt each other to sin, to do, I don't know, to get drunk or to do drugs or whatever by saying, live a little, as if living a little means doing the sinful things. We trivialize sin when we say, well, I've done this, but we're all just, we're all sinners, aren't we? Uh, no one's perfect. We trivialize the seriousness of sin as we say things like this. And we become indifferent to the stench of sin. Even if you don't think you've done that. Well, sometimes even when we take it seriously, it's not the most important thing. Take this year, 2020. Of all the arguments that you've had over politics, we've argued about it at home, in, in our family, in our workplaces, we've severed relationships, people went on protests and marches, people are willing to go to jail for it, die for it, and you know, this is important. Politics is important. Who governs us and how they govern us is important. It says so, it shows so um, in the Bible. But in comparison to that, right, have we paid the similar kind of attention to sin? How much time do we think about sin and how it affects us? How much time do we plan and make sure that we don't sin like this anymore? Right? Because Jesus, God's Messiah, came. But He came, He didn't deliver us. He didn't come to deliver us from the oppression of the Roman Empire. He came to deliver us from sin. Because sin is a bigger problem. You can say the same thing about the COVID crisis. What it reveals to us is that we take our health, our death, really seriously, and as we should. You know, many of us didn't go out for months, and when we have gone out, we've you know, put our masks on, we sanitize our hands, we make sure that we don't touch anything um, out there, and we should. We should take those precautions. But remember, there is a more serious problem for us. Sin is out there. It doesn't just kill us now. It doesn't affect this world just now, but for eternity. Do we understand the seriousness of sin? You know, even if we are able to get the best government possible, best government possible in Hong Kong, there will still be scandals. There will still be problems. There will still be fights because we are sinful. And even when the COVID vaccine comes and we're all vaccinated and this is all a history, you know what will happen? All of us will still die because the wage of sin is death. Friends, sin is the bigger problem. It's the biggest problem. You are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. When the time was ripe, 2,000 years ago, God came to rescue us from sin. His birth was planned from the eternity because God has loved us from eternity. And it's the climax and the fulfillment of the scriptures because this baby fulfilled his dest destiny. He was born 
he lived, he died, and he rose again and made a sinless world possible. Friends, there's so much more to be said about this love of God. So much more to be said about Jesus' life and death and resurrection. And if you're curious, if you're joining us for the first time, and if you want to find out more, please tell, tell us and please let us know and join us. On January 9th, as Niels announced in the beginning, we will run Christianity Explored again on Zoom. Do join us and ask your questions. Explore what this love means. But if you want to do something right now, today, ask God. Ask God, say this little prayer, just a little one-liner, and say, look up to God and go, Jesus, save me from my sins. He will do it, because that's been the plan for eternity. That's the mission with which He came. It's written in His name. And now, as we close the service, we're going to sing uh, of the joy of knowing Jesus. And the third verse of the song goes like this. No more let sins and sorrows grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found. Let's sing together of the joy of Jesus' coming. <laughs> 